Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Heart to Heart, an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Our ministry website is www.newvisionforlife.com, where we align our hearts with the heart of God. Please join our host, Bishop Etta Banks, as we get to the heart of the matter. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is Bishop Etta Banks, or Apostle Etta Banks, your host on Heart to Heart, where we get to the heart of the matter. Also, the pastor of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders, where I think it's the, um, where I think that the best people <laughs> go and attend that particular church because it's the best church for us. It is the place where we have been assigned to be servants to our community. So I am grateful. I am grateful to serve the people of the church and for the people of the church to co-labor with me as we serve our community. So good morning to you again, beloved. Good morning. I pray that you have been blessed throughout this entire week, that you will find something to give God praise for, and just the mere fact that you are here today is enough to give God praise. So I say thank you, Lord God. Thank you for all that you have done. Good morning to my beloved um, Tamika Shelton. Darling, I thank God for you. Praise God, always, you constantly are on my mind, and especially during this hour. So know that I love you and that God loves you too. Good morning to Joyce, her mom, my very first supporter other than her daughter. God bless you, woman of God. May you and your husband continue to have a wonderful life together. And you are always an encouragement to me, so I love you and thank you. To Prophetess Dorn, to Deacon Thomas Farr, to Bika, my armor bearer, to Bika Garns, um, Isaiah in New York, uh, Joyce in, no, Isaiah in Chicago, Joyce in New York, Josh in Pennsylvania, Praise be unto God. I'm just loving you all. Thank you so much for being here. For the Crawfords from North Carolina, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Um, just so many of you, you know, that are, are weekly supporters, and I praise God for you. I praise God for you. So just want you to know that you're on my heart and that if nobody else says a prayer for you. I certainly do. So God bless you. Also, I want to um, let you know that um, on the 23rd, on the 23rd of this month, which is next Saturday, which is next Saturday, the show will be hosted by Tabika Garns, Minister Tabika Garns. She will be hosting the show next Saturday morning. And after that, one month, I mean, one Saturday a month, the third Saturday of the month, she will be hosting the show. I will be taking a particular course that caused for me to be um, away from Baltimore for that day. And um, I, you know, will not be able to do the show. And my trusted, loyal, faithful, beloved armor bearer, minister, daughter, all of the above, she will be handling the show with me. So y'all treat her very nice. She's been on the show before. She's done the show. Y'all really said that she did a good job. Well, she is back. She is back. And she is here on the show every single week with me as it is. She is here. And uh, so she will be doing the show for me um, on the 23rd of the month. And then that one Saturday a month, 
the third Saturday of month for six months she will be handling the show. So I know that I'm looking forward to it, and I know that you'll look forward to it as well. So she's very good. You know, she's an author, um, and and just she's just interesting. She's interesting and has plenty to talk about. So be prepared for that. Be prepared. Okay. Also, let me make the announcement that on the 21st of this month, which is next Thursday, next Thursday, we will have a class starting at New Vision, and it's from the School of the Prophets, and it is being um, taught by the originator, the founder of the School of the Prophets, Bishop Rodney S. Walker. He will be teaching class, Raising Prophets of Character, Raising Prophets of Character. And this man is so profound, has such revelatory um, knowledge of the word. I mean, God speaks to him, and rhema, rhema, rhema word right now, hot off the press word. This man can write a book at the drop of a hat. My goodness, he can write a book at the drop of a hat. You can say something, and um, he can go home and and write a 200-page book about it. So Bishop um, Rodney Walker, he is the founder of the School of the Prophets. I believe the school is about 20 years old now, and um, he will be the teacher And that will be held at New Vision. It will be held at New Vision. So the one one payment price is $175, $175 is the one payment price. And that is a discounted price. Or you can pay in four easy payments of $60 every two weeks, $60 every two weeks. And uh, the class will be Thursday nights from 7 until 9 o'clock, from 7 until 9. And again, this is from the School of the Prophets. If you would like to come and check out the very first class, the first class is free to everyone. It Anyone can come, um, sit in on the class, see the man's teaching style, you know, see if this is something that you would like to sit under. If you are a pastor and you're listening, um, you may want to come and check it out and recommend some members of your church to come for the rest of the classes, whatever the case may be. Next Thursday, September the 21st, from 7 until 9, at New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders, Bishop R.S. will be um, holding a class on raising um, prophets of character. And this is a six-week class. Is it six weeks or eight weeks? Eight weeks, I'm sorry. Eight-week class. So um, please, um, if you um, have any interest in the prophetic you don't have to um, have, walk in the office of a prophet. Any interest at all in the prophetic, you would like, you should be there. Um, I t- personally think all of the fivefold ministry should um, take the course. That's my personal thought, that all of the fivefold ministry should take the course. It helps us to understand one another, how we operate and helps us to be able to work together in, to work together as a team, respecting one another's gifts. And you can do that the more you know about the gifts. Also, it would encourage those who are not called to the office of the prophet, but have the gift of prophecy. So it will encourage you, it would strengthen you, um, letting you know that you are hearing from God, etc. So again, I do encourage you all to take this class, Raising Prophets of Character. You know, we have a lot of prophets um, in the church, 
and um, there are undeveloped prophets, underdeveloped prophets, and developed prophets. And whatever the case may be, no matter which stage of that, those three things that I just mentioned, no matter what stage you're in, you're still a prophet. God is the one who called you a prophet. That cannot be changed. You are a prophet. But you can be undeveloped, underdeveloped, and come to the place of being developed. And a lot of people think that because you prophesy, you don't have to um, take any courses because you have the gift to prophesy, and that's that. But it's more to being a prophet than just prophesying, so much more. So you'll learn a lot about what it is that the prophet must go to through the responsibilities of a prophet, um, uh, the character of a prophet. There's so much for you to learn. So I encourage you all, it doesn't matter how many years you've been prophesying, how many years you've walked in the office of a prophet, do not ever stop learning. Do not ever stop learning. So I encourage you, you know, um, besides what I'm learning from Bishop Walker, I take courses, you know, from other um, schools of the prophets um, because I am so eager, you know, to get the information so that God can continue to pour in me and that I am operating in a manner that is is um, favorable um, to my father, to Abba that is favorable to him because no matter what, everything I say and everything I do, it should be to be representing him. It should be representing him. So, again, I encourage you this Thursday night coming up, the School of the Prophets being held at New Vision for Life, Kingdom Builders, and the uh, course is Raising Prophets of Character, and it will be taught by the founder, Bishop R.S. Walker. And um, you may also go online. Uh, you can go online at www.bishoprswalkerministries.com. Oh, my gosh, is it .com or .org? I can't remember right now. Dorn, please text me, love, and tell me whether it's .com or .org. But um, that's www.bishoprswalker.org, I'm going to say for right now. And um, go on there. You'll click on the School of the Prophet. You can um, see some of the uh, topics that will be discussed in the in the course. You will be receiving a book, a fresh book. It's an updated uh, book. He had written a school, the uh, Raising the, Character, the Prophets of Character. He had written a book before. There are three new chapters that are added to the book now. And um, so you're getting a, a new book. I mean, just a lot. And then you have the, you know, the, of course, the camaraderie of all of the people that will be taking the class, the questions that will be asked and answered, demonstration, activation, uh, just so much, so much. So you will be getting your money's worth. So I encourage you to come out to that class. I just encourage you so much. Prophets, apostles, pastors evangelists, um, teachers, because all of us are able to prophesy. All of us are able to prophesy. You know, so I encourage you, like I said, to um, come on out to the class. Okay, okay. Um, I think we have covered the preliminaries. So um, be encouraged in the Lord, and we are going to go ahead and open in prayer. And yes, we're going to go ahead and open in prayer. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We magnify your holy name. For you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega. God, I thank you for this day, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Praise be unto you, Holy Spirit. You're our comforter. You're our teacher. You are the one that, um, that, that brings about the power within us to accomplish and to do the things that God would have us to do. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you as the third party or person in the Godhead that you are just as important as God himself, as Jesus himself, and so many times you are forgotten. But this morning, we will take the time to acknowledge you, acknowledge the importance that you are in our lives, Acknowledge that during times of grief, you are the one that comforts us. Acknowledge that when we read the word, you are the one that gives us revelation. Acknowledge the fact that you are the one that will pray to our Father spiritually when we don't know what to pray. You are the one that goes before the Father knowing what his heart is, knowing what his will is, and you pray for us. I praise your holy name, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and Holy Spirit is active, alive, and forever living within us. I thank you that when you said that you would never leave us, that you would not forsake us, that you left Holy Spirit here with us to be in the place of you being here physically. For this, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Holy Spirit, as we go about this day, go about this day, we commit this day unto you. We have our own thoughts, our own agendas, our plans for today. But at this moment, I pray that the listeners of Heart to Heart, where we get to the heart of the matter, I pray that this day, this morning, that with all the plans that we have, that we will lay that at your feet and say, now, we submit this unto you. What would you have me to do with my day? This is what my desire is, but what is your desire? And that we would be willing to change our plans for today to accommodate what you would have where we may be on our way to the mall and you tell us to take a left turn when we should have been going straight and that we would be obedient to take that left turn to find out where you are leading us for the day. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the experience that we can have with Holy Spirit today. I thank you for the experiences that we have with one another I thank you, Lord God, for relationships that we have with one another. Lord God, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And we give you, Lord, all the glory and the honor. In Jesus, Yeshua's name, amen and amen. So amen, 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 amen. Listen, also, um, I'd like to give... A shout-out to two members of the church, um, and they're not on the line, but I still would like to mention them, and one is Elder West. In fact, you know, when you come in, well, only if you're here right at the top of the hour, if you're here at the very top of the hour, the um, introduction, the greeting, the greeting, um, welcome to Heart to Heart, where your host is Bishop Etta Banks, and telling you that Heart to Heart is um, a ministry of new vision for life, et cetera. That gentleman's voice that you hear, that is Elder West. That is Elder West. He put together that greeting for me however many years ago it was that we started the radio show. And then I do the closing with the circle of blessings. And so he he did all of that. 
Well, he has been ill and has been back and forth to the hospital the last couple of days. And I just want to say, man of God, I love you. I thank God for you. Our ministry would not be what it is without the input that you put into the ministry. Uh, The servant that you are, this man serving, and God knows he lives it. He is the epitome of a servant. He is the the epitome of a servant. And and, um, take that however you may take it, but he serves. And I praise God for that. I praise God for that. And um, like I said, he's been in and out of the hospital the last couple of days. So when you think of me, think of Elder West today and lift him up in prayer. Also, Diamond Davis. Diamond Davis. I believe Diamond is nine years old. And bless her heart, she had an allergic reaction to medication, an allergic reaction to medication. And she had to be rushed to the hospital in an ambulance on Thursday night. And I'm here uh, to uh, say that she is home. She is well. Thank God for the prayers of the saints. The prayers of the righteous avail as much. She's home, um, she's active again, and um, I know her mom and dad, of course, were very concerned. I mean, how how concerned would you be if all of a sudden, you know, your child says, Mommy, I'm not feeling well, and pass out on the sidewalk, in the street, in the parking lot, rather, just passed right out, announcing, I'm not feeling well. That has to be a very scary situation, but um, praise God, uh, there was a police officer right there in the store. They got uh, the ambulance down to her quickly, and um, she was swept off to the hospital, and they knew exactly what to do, and she is well. So once again, we're seeing the hand of God moving on our behalf in our situations. We're seeing the hand of God. So I want to say thank you to Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done for these two people from New Vision. So I praise God for that. And I just wanted to give them a great big shout-out from their pastor. Amen, amen. Well, beloved, remember also, you know, those of you that are listening online, you may um, call, what is it, you may call uh, 949-272-9483. You may call in, and if you have any remarks, any questions, call in and then press 1 on your keypad, and that will put you in the queue block and let me know that you wish to speak. It's like raising your hand. And, of course, all of you that are on the phone now, you know what the the process is, what the procedure is. If you would like to say something, press 1 on your keypad, and definitely I will acknowledge you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I will acknowledge you. So let's go ahead and touch bases on what it is I wanted to share with you today. Um, you know I've been telling you, you know, a little bit about um, – Family Life Ministries, FamilyLife.com, www.FamilyLife.com. And um, they have information for everything, you know, that you may need to deal with um, in your marriage. They have marriages, parenting, blended families, faith. They have awesome events, just great information and um so i wanted to um i <clears throat> excuse me i wanted to share with you today one of their articles strategic romance strategic romance and just let me before before um i touch on that just let me give you an idea so maybe if i give you an idea of some of the articles here that uh, you might 
go ahead and jump on it. Now, because this is in the romance section, these articles all are dealing with romance, romance and sex. That's right. At 925 in the morning, I said that three-letter word, sex. So, yes, sometimes blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to leave it there, but good morning to you. Anyway, so the article, you might also find these articles helpful. Ten surprising ways to increase romance. Ten ways to romance your husband. Five romantic needs of a woman. How can I increase romance and non-sexual intimacy in my marriage? And when a man loves a woman. So these are some of the articles that they have under the um, romance and sex um, topics. And, of course, strategic romance, which is promoting passion in your relationship. And that's what I want to deal with um, this morning. So many times, you know, uh, that you'll have couples, especially engaged couples or those that are dating each other, be concerned about the fact that what they are experiencing, um, the joy, the, the anticipation, the expectation, you know, of, of the fire, the, the, um, the spontaneity, just the joy of being with one another, um, people get scared you know, thinking about the fact that this is going to pass, that this is going to end, that is not going to be as vibrant as it is right now. But your sex life and your romance can be turned up and turned on. Um, You can do things that will help to bring fire back, to bring the spontaneity back, or to keep it going. So I wanted to share this, hoping that it will help you to promote the passion in your relationship. And the first place we want to start with, according to this article, the first place we want to start with is get it right spiritually. You know, it's amazing that many couples don't realize that romantically and sexually that this is something truly that has been instituted by God, something that he desires for us to participate in with our spouses, and that it is a spiritual endeavor. It is a spiritual endeavor. And there is nothing more um, precious than when you and your mate are spiritually in one accord and can come together in this manner. And it's almost like, and, and I don't want to sound real spooky or whatever the case may be, but it, it, it's, it's all another, almost like another form of worship. It's just another form of worship, um, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And when, when the two of you, when the two of you realize that Bible emphasizes the significance of each of your spiritual condition, the importance of the couple being on the same page spiritually, you will find that you will reach higher heights in your marriage. Both of you need to be together um, spiritually. I, I, I'm trying to remember, oh, my goodness, the name of the devotional Bible that I had got for um, the couples in our church. Um, I think it was the, uh, it had to do with the seven, <laughs> it had to do with, the seven something or others. <laughs> I, I do so many books I can't remember, um, but it was seven something or others, and and I it was a devotional Bible, and each day seven minutes that could save your marriage, something like that, and each day it was saying spend seven minutes with each other 
to read the devotional, to ask each other, and to pray for one another. Seven minutes. And in seven minutes a day, if you did this, that this could help to save your marriage, change your marriage. If your marriage is good, make it better. It also brought people closer together spiritually. So in learning how to um, promote the passion in your relationship, um, evaluate your spiritual condition, evaluate it, and then in that evaluation, spending time with God together, um, turn to God for your source of power, the both of you, and when you do this and do this together, he will strengthen and bring you closer together, and he will take you beyond simple human intimacy to spiritual intimacy, to spiritual intimacy. So I'm telling you, saints of God, it is something that you definitely, definitely want to do in looking at how to um, get your marriages and your intimacy back together. And thank you, beloved um, Tabika. The book was Seven Minutes Marriage Solution Bible. That, That was the Bible that I was speaking about. It's the Seven Minutes. Marriage Solution Bible. So thank you, sweetheart. And um, so that is something that you want to do. And and can you imagine, I mean, just seven, the number of completion. If you could just spend seven minutes a day with each other, we have so many things to do, so many things to get in the way. Even ministry, hey, yes, 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 ministry can get in the way of the time that you should be spending with your mate. And taking seven minutes a day could totally change that. It could totally change that. So, beloved, do that. This is, again, to help to promote the passion in your relationship. The second step is to serve your spouse. Serve your spouse. And I like what he said here. Authentic servanthood means without expecting something in return, persistently watching for ways you can love, assist, facilitate, support, praise, appreciate, protect, and please your spouse, and then taking action. Without looking for or expecting something in return, Too many times we operate from that love language that is very, very conditional. I'll do for you if you do for me. If you don't do for me or if I do for you this first time and you don't reciprocate, brother man, it's going to be a cold day and you know where before I do it again. And this is the mentality that we operate in. But here he's telling you, you do all of these things persistently, looking for ways to love, assist, facilitate, support, praise, appreciate, and protect, and please your spouse. Then take action and do this without expecting something in return from them when you do it. So just because you um, uh, let him watch his football game at a time when you would prefer to be with him, well, I'll let him watch the game that you think he owes you something because you you didn't get on him because he's watching the game. Do it and do these type of things persistently. Do things that show that you care. Don't just wait for him to do it. You go ahead and get up and do these things and make him feel desirable and wanted all the time. So do that in the name of Jesus. Loving your spouse with a servant's heart principle and setting the stage for romance. Serving tangibly expresses your love to each other and makes your marriage stronger. Amen. The next one is intentional spontaneity, intentional spontaneity. 
um, engaged couples, um, again, they express the concern about losing that spark of spontaneity in the relationship. And they think, of course, the longer you get married, the, the less you will have this. And the majority of the time, y'all, that's the way it proves that that is the way that it proves itself. And, um, excuse me, that is the way um, that uh, people do. That's the way it turns out. And we, we need to know that God is, again, we can have that, um, what is it, the spunk, the spontaneity in the marriage. Now, when you talk about spontaneity, of course, when you say planning things, scheduling things, and so forth, that how can that be spontaneous? But trust me, it can. It can be spontaneous. You may have to do some planning for something, but it's spontaneity for him. Or if he's the one that's listening, he may have to do something where he plans something for you, but it's spontaneity for you. It's unexpected. It's right at the spur of the moment. And so you can do these things. Um, the, the gentleman that wrote this article said about the fact that he has a first-name basis with his florist. Um, you know, he will call the florist, tell him, you know, that he'll be by to pick up his roses today or, or carnations, whatever flowers it is he's picking up, um, pick up a card from Hallmark, you know, and tell the wife, I love you. And what? It's not your anniversary. Guess what? It's not her birthday. It's none of those things, and yet you do it, so that is awesome. So you may plan to do it, but it's spontaneity, no particular reason, just to say, I love you. And how many times, listen, 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 I know all of us did this. All of us did this. During our courting days, oh, my gosh, if we thought about each other, we would pick up the phone, honey, I just called to say I love you. I just called to say I love you. How many of us do that now? You've been married three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Do you just pick the phone up to say I love you? I'm not calling for anything, nothing at all. You were on my mind, and I just wanted to say I love you. Spontaneity. You can have romantic adventures that can either be exotic or they can be simple. Romantic getaways, dates, um, the gifts you get. These things don't have to be pricey. They don't have to be pricey. You can be strategic in what you're doing. Um, he said here that his wife still talks about the surprise when a limo picked her up at work, um, whisked her off to a day spa at a romantic four-star hotel. It was a day spa, I mean, a day at the spa and a romantic overnight at a four-star hotel. And, of course, her husband was there, but she had no idea this was ever going to happen. She's at work minding her business and comes out, and there is the limo. And, yes, that took a lot of work on his behalf to get that planned and scheduled and knowing that she didn't have anything on her agenda for that day and so forth. But he did it, and it was for her one of the best dates that they ever had, and she still talks about it years later. She still talks about it. So, you know, if you have children, then they have to be shipped off to grandma for the weekend. Whatever the case may be, you can plan this. So as unspontaneous as that sounds, sustained romance in the marriage doesn't just happen. It takes intentionality and action. So these are some things, praise be unto God, uh, the intentional spontaneity, the serving your spouse, and getting it right spiritually. These are some things that you need to do to bring back some passion 
bring back some passion in your romance, in your um, marriage. So it's romance and passion that you're bringing back to your marriage. So I pray that you found that to be informative, that um, you will do some of these things. I could truly tell you some of the awesome, awesome things that um, that you can do. Um, I, I love uh, <laughs> I love educating our younger women on some of the things that they could do to surprise, you know, their mates. Um, to, to surprise them. Just the way this man did this um, to his wife, you know, taking her to, having the limo pick her up and take her to the hotel. Darling, you can do the same thing. You may not want to do the limo. That could be expensive. But you can plan a night, an overnight stay at a hotel and you go and get yourself your precious um, nighty. You get yourself, you know, whatever it is that you want to snack on, your strawberries, chocolate-covered strawberries, whatever the case, rent a, a hotel room. You go and you be in that room, and you, then you can call your husband, tell your husband that they, that, that y'all are, are – putting on um, a surprise party for one of your couple friends and that you rented a room and it's a surprise party. You need him to pick up a bottle of wine on the way home and to meet y'all over there. And he comes with the bottle of wine and he he knocks at the hotel room because he doesn't have the key to get it. He knocks at the hotel room and you open the door and you greet him you know, with your nightie on and 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 the perfume in the air and candles all around and so forth. And so you do that. And listen, I know I said a bottle of wine before the saints get upset. Look, don't don't be upset. You don't have to have a bottle of wine for you and your husband to enjoy a good time. I'm not advocating drinking. Um, you can get what's that called? Um, non-alcoholic champagne. Yes, non-alcoholic champagne. Get that. And when he opens the door and sees you standing there in a nightie, remember, he thinks he's coming to a surprise party for one of your friends. So he's going to be totally baffled about why are you in a nightie when people are supposed to be in there. That's the first thing that's going to catch him off guard. And then he's going to be taken, you know, um, by the fact that, wow, baby, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. And once he gets in and, you know, the candlelights and and all of the other arrangements you've made in the room for him and his thoughts are, you did this for me. And he has worked a long day. You know, he needs to feel appreciated. And you did this for him. So I can already see some some heads clicking, some thoughts going on and some of your minds and some of the ways that you can pull off something like this, those type of things are unforgettable. They're unforgettable. And for those of you who say it'll never work, you know, we don't have friends, we don't do, honey, come up with something. You are creative. You have the mind of Christ who is a creator. You were made in his image. You are like him. You are his daughter. You are his son. You can do something creative. And I know you can. You know what your mate likes and what they don't like. That was just an idea that worked perfectly for me. I mean, when I did that, I was married to my children's father, and he was a manager at McDonald's. And I told him we were having this party at the hotel, and he had you know, the napkins and the plasticware and all of these things, you know, that he could get, you know, from his store. And I told him to bring those things. We needed that. And he accommodated me by bringing whatever it was that we needed. Oh, my gosh, I just got convicted. Y'all, I was real young when I did that, but I didn't even think of the fact that that was stealing from the store. (laughs) 
Oh my God! You know, I just, I just got convicted. Here it is. What? Twenty years later, thirty years later. Oh, I did tell him to bring those things home, and of course, he loved me so much he did. But I didn't even think about the fact that that was stealing. So you may not want to tell him to bring something home from the job that he's working at. Praise be unto God. Tell him to stop by the store and purchase things. You see, listen, and that's how it works. I'm going to just switch topics real quick. You know, just in mentioning those things, you know, the Holy Spirit convicted me of what I did 20 or 30 years ago. You know, so here's a time to ask for forgiveness for that and truly to repent from it because I would never do that again, um, you know, because it, it is now I know, you know, but I, honestly I didn't know. I, I really didn't think about it at that time. I had I didn't think about it. So, um, but that's how the Holy Spirit works. As you are more in tune with the things of the Father and um, the things we will do that we don't even think about that is sin, but the Holy Spirit will con- convict you, um, you know, and not condemn you, but will convict you. And I'm sure Abba is snickering that, you know, here, here I am, here I am remembering, you know, something, you know, 30 years ago, if, if not longer, you know, that, um, that I did. And, and I'm like, oops, oops, oops. And I'm saying it out loud on the air, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So if there's anything you're feeling convicted about this morning, beloved, go ahead and get it straight. Get it taken care of. So um, so anyway, so, you know, just want to give you some ideas, like I said, uh, for some strategic romance. Strategic romance. And, um, and you want to, uh, you know, you, you want to do things that will – cause that spark to come back. And believe it or not, beloved, it doesn't matter how old you are, praise be unto God. It doesn't matter how long you've been married. These are things that you can do. Listen, also, and and maybe I can get this done, 10 surprising ways to increase romance. Um, One is communicate, talk to your spouse, talk to your spouse. And it doesn't have to be about family business. When we say talk here, we can dream together, share your thoughts, expose your feelings instead of keeping them in. And, you know, look, nobody wants to talk about family business every single time you get together. We don't want to talk about the bills, don't want to talk about the children, you know, no, man, let's look, talk, talk about something else for a change. Um, and, and, and just, um, you know, that, that, that y'all, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you to talk about it. And even if you do talk about family stuff, talk about it and don't argue about it. Maybe, you know, some ambitions, um, some desires that you have, um, that you used to have, and you may not have them now, but what would you do? You know, like one of the questions I love to ask um, when talking to the opposite sex, if money was no object, if time was no object, what is the one thing you would love to do where you could do it for as long as you want, it won't cost you anything, um, what would you like to do, or where would you like to go? You know those type of conversations, and just began to talk and, and dream for a while. You know, just just do some dreaming, um, <clears throat> and that's that's important. That's important. Um, also, listen when you're dealing with each other, live selflessly, selflessly. Remember, again, it's about serving one another, putting your spouse's needs above yours. Argue less. Um, feel sorry for yourself less. Um, you know, we're doing a, a series at New Vision about starting over, starting over. We are doing a series. And it comes to the place where last week it was owning your part and whatever it is that has gone wrong, own your part in it 
And um, then you are able to not blame the other person for what's going on all the time. You know, don't blame them. Own your part in even if they have done something wrong, and and 90% of the time they have. They have. But let's not try to blame everybody. Own your part. Do the forgiveness thing. So, And this helps in keeping your marriage, your relationship um, together. Keep short accounts. Don't keep long. Oh, man, I remember 10 years ago when, I cooked for you, and you didn't appreciate it, and it's 10 years later, and you're still having trouble making a meal and putting a meal in front of him because he tore down a meal you made 10 years ago. Let that stuff go. Forgive on a regular. Forgive on a regular basis. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, <clears throat> through 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. That's what God expects from us, beloved. So let's do that with them. Um, Use words of affirmation regularly. You know, the tongue is a powerful uh, tool, and James 3, 6 tells us that the tongue has the ability to defile the whole body and set on fire the course of a man's life. And in the same way, a critical attitude can make or break a marriage. So instead of pointing out all the ways your husband or your wife regularly disappoints you, Start to look for positive attributes. Take the opportunity to express your heartfelt appreciation. And by giving a little praise, more of your mate's good qualities will stand out. And in addition, you will find your spouse's heart growing larger towards you as he or she feels more appreciated and adored. Um, This works, beloved. And and I'm telling you, I, I wish, you know, that I personally had done more of these things early on in my marriage. I may still be married today if I had this type of teaching, this type of information, you know, um, this type. My mother, my father died when I was eight years old, nine years old. And so my mother was a single parent all of those years, and she never, ever sat and taught me anything about how to be a good wife. She was too busy working two and three jobs to raise her five children. So I didn't have the older woman to sit and to educate me and and, and teach me what it meant to be a wife and to be a loving woman teaching me. You know, she taught me how to forgive. Mother did that. She did teach me how to forgive. But yet there's so many other things we needed to learn in relationship, and those things were not learned. They weren't taught, therefore not learned. Okay, never stop saying I love you. Um, there, uh, it says here this couple had been married more than 25 years, and the last time that phrase left his lips was on their wedding day. And he said, I told her once, I figured that was enough. I experienced something very similar to that um, in, in my marriage to um, my children's father. I think in the 11 years that we were married, if he told me three times, if he said those words, I love you, three times in that 11 years, then I'm Queen Elizabeth. I'm Queen Elizabeth. That was, that, that, those are words that he did not say. He, he didn't say. It was difficult. He grew up in what appeared to be a loveless home. He didn't, the, the people that raised him didn't know his love language. He didn't know theirs. 
They were people that gave all the time. Everything he needed, he had it. But the affection, spending quality time with him, saying I love you, um, having, like I said, the quality time, none of this was there. And he was alone. And after marrying him, that's still the way that he operated. Beloved, hey, say I love you. Say it. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Then you should laugh together. Oh, my goodness, laugh together. You, you, you can be best friends. Invest in your relationship. Remember when you used to do fun things together, and look, if you didn't do fun things together, start doing them now. Start doing those fun things together and build yourself a memoir of the good time, of the good times that you've had. Laugh together. You know, my kids and I, when we get together, we tell these riddles, these brain teasers, and my grandchildren Little Aaron, Aaron uh, will be eight in October. Aaron listens to these riddles, and that baby comes up with some answers. I mean, some of them he actually figures out and all, but, you know, just the family getting together and laughing over some of the answers to jokes or, yeah, jokes or the punchlines to jokes. You know, some of them are silly, but it's fun. Get some family games. And play it between you and your husband. they got plenty of couple games. Do this. Um, you know, telling your favorite joke. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell this because, look, we're winding down. I only got two or two minutes here. But let me tell you something that Aaron said once. Um, and as he heard us telling jokes, he said, uh, Grandma, um, will you remember me five minutes from now? And I said, Sure. And he says, will you remember me 10 minutes from now? I said, of course, baby. I'll never forget you. Will you remember me an hour from now? Honey, I can't forget you. You're my sweetheart. Of course I'm going to remember you. And then he goes, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? He said, see, Grandma, you forgot me already. You know, and we cracked up about it. You know, corny little joke, but it was funny coming from the baby, he just knew, you know, as he was listening to us tell jokes and things, and he wanted to be a part of it. And it was cute. It was really cute. So do these things. Do these things. Very quickly, good morning, uh, Joyce. How are you, sweetheart? God bless. Be blessed. Amen. Amen. Did you have something you wanted to say, love? No, I just like that joke, knock, knock. <laughs> you like it? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Well, I'll tell my grandbaby that you liked his joke. But see, y'all, yeah. something as simple as that. And, and listen, and you know, and this is the first time that we've heard Joyce laugh online. This is the first time. And see, laughter is good for your heart. It's good for your spirit. I tell you, it is good. Well, beloved, look, we're at the true end of our hour here. We're at the end of our hour. I love you. I praise God for you. Meet me back here or Lady Tabika. Meet her back here next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Y'all come on and show her some love. Take care. God bless you. Have an awesome, awesome weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Heart to Heart with Bishop Etta Banks. Heart to Heart is an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Please visit our ministry website at www.newvisionforlife.com. As always, beloved, I pray that God will bless you and bless you mightily. And as he does, you will turn around and bless someone else. And then that person will turn around and bless someone. Then that person will turn around and bless God Almighty for the blessings that he bestowed upon them. And then God in his awesome and infinite wisdom will turn around and bless you one more time because you knew what to do with the blessings he bestowed upon you. 
I thank God for the completion of the circle of blessings. I beseech you, therefore, in the name of Jesus, that you go forth today and be a blessing to someone. And when you do, do so on purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.